Hi, welcome back to Behind the Craft. Um, it's Amani, the host, and today I'm very pleased to introduce... Hi, my name is Hannah. I also go by Taiwanese Noodles. I am an artist. And so today we're going to get into the interview and ask a couple questions. Uh, the first question I have is, what was your thought process behind creating your Instagram handle? <laughs> Um, to be honest, I think I, I made it when I was 17 and it was just fun. I love beef noodle soup. My dad, um, always made a huge pot of beef noodle soup when he would like leave to go back to the motherland. (laughs) Um, and I am Taiwanese too. Like that's the part of my heritage that I really resonate with because my mom is Taiwanese and she basically raised me but it's always just kind of stuck and for whatever reason like people respond well to it I'm not mad about that sometimes people will tag me actually in their food photos and I love that they like they don't know me (laughs) um so I think I actually I think I actually want to register it as like a business entity (laughs) this year (laughs) very cool Um, my next question is, so when did you first realize your passion for modeling and painting? And I also know that you're currently a small business manager. Um, those are actually all like three pretty separate points, yeah. too. Um, I guess I could just get right into it, maybe yeah. in chronological order. Um, as a kid, I really wanted to take drawing and art classes. My mom advocated for me in that sense by sending me to like an after-school art program even though we grew up in a pretty low income class Mm -hmm. um and then coming like entering high school I went to school of the arts here in San Francisco and I got in for visual arts so I have a very loose like academic fine art background Mm -hmm. um but for me personally, like as far as painting goes, it's all it's kind of been like a roller coaster of a journey because my experience with academic art um, was very constricting. Mm-hmm. However, it also did provide me the skills that are really helpful um, to be able to like render a concept and to also bring thing make things look more realistic as well. So I'm really grateful like for that skill set because that does require time. Mm-hmm. And I think as an adult, I don't know if I would be as diligent about sharpening that skill in particular. And I'm actually just getting back into painting right now because it is very time consuming right. and I'm very meticulous. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I wouldn't say that's, like, my primary medium right now, but that is the one that I've spent the most time in as far as, like, my life goes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's very cool that you have, like, that background and kind of helping you grow as an artist as well. Thanks. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> um, and then in terms of being a small business manager, when did that kind of come along in your journey? Also very recently. I would say actually um, the management and also the modeling both came this year in 2022. Okay. I officially started managing the small business mm-hmm. at the start of this year. Um, and it wasn't ever planned when I applied for this job either. It happened because my ex-manager, who I love dearly also, her name's Harmony. Mm-hmm. She taught me everything that I know here okay. and so much more. I think she really helped to foster my work ethic as well. Um, 
I was really interested in taking up on the position because I'm also personally interested in business. And I thought, like, what better way than to learn, like, hands-on in the process? Um, I stopped. I'm taking a pause from, like, university, but Mm -hmm. that was my major at the time, was international business. And I thought, like, for me personally, I just learned so much better when I get to interact and I get to see the real impact in real time, not waiting four years through mm-hmm. textbooks and such to decide whether or not like I could do this, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, it's been a very challenging journey and every single week I learn something new, whether I like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> um, so with that said, do you see yourself like opening up your own business in the future or um, putting more time towards like paintings and like painting and selling your paintings? Mm. Um, I don't care. I I don't want to close myself off t- to any options, mm. but my goals right now are not to open up a brick and mortar, especially given like the current state of our economy and right. how retail is in general is not doing very well. Mm. I don't want to have that responsibility on my plate. Mm-hmm. And I think that even though I can manage operations at a at a business, I thrive best when I get to bring my creativity into play. And um, something I'm interested in actually is perhaps art directing and okay. creative directing, as well as modeling. And okay. like to tie back into that, like modeling as a mm-hmm. medium, I used to think it was very vain and really like downplay it and not see it as a valid form of expression unless you had like 10,000 followers on Instagram already that just happened to flock to you. Right. And I'm starting to see it in a different perspective where it doesn't have to be just about the looks. Mm-hmm. In fact, what I hear from a lot of my friends who actually model professionally is that people resonate with your personality and also the things that you represent such as your values and such Mm -hmm. obviously like genetics play a part into it (laughs) um that being said I think that if I were to seize like how I look when I am younger not to say that like people who are in their 50s and 60s like aren't beautiful it's just I would like to start now um I see it as sort of continuing my mom's legacy because Mm -hmm. I look a lot like her Mm -hmm. and she was beautiful, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, she just didn't have the environment where she could explore something fun like this and what I see as a luxury as well. And it's also just something that I'm just passionate about. I like it's hard to rationalize it further than that. Um, it's just something that like speaks to me and it's really fun and I think that this year I had friends like Mm -hmm. such as yourself who would reach out first and say that you know you've got a face for it Mm -hmm. and you have a look Mm -hmm. and so I just went along with it if anything I think I sort of planted that seed and then other people really watered it for me Mm -hmm. and now I want to continue that as well Okay. It's just crazy how like your community can really validate you in ways that you might have been too scared to do so for yourself to begin with. Yeah, that's a really important statement. And so would you say that your mom and then the watering from the community inspires you to continue to create? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And 
with um with the timing of my own personal growth journey and growing my self-esteem and also taking up space which is a huge theme that I'm focusing on this year mm-hmm. shout out to my therapist <laughs> Nikita I love you <laughs> yeah <laughs> um <laughs> that you know yeah I just it's something I really want to explore and I think if other <laughs> if white girls can do it why can't I yeah you know yeah. Who's going to champion for yourself if not yourself first? Yeah. Definitely. That's why I say, like, the biggest support would have to be yourself. And, like, you have to believe in your work. And when you're confident and you believe in your work, then other people will just kind of hop on that wagon mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. It kind of just starts within yourself and then seeking that and growing that as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's a blessing to be able to first to be born with something that is seen as an innate gift Mm -hmm. and then also to have people who see that in you as well like that's such a blessing not everybody has that some people like maybe only have the talent that they were born with but perhaps like not the family or the friends to see that in them and to encourage that in fact like a lot of people will do the opposite and discourage it which like sucks but for me like I'm someone who is very pretty I'm pretty like Mm strong-willed when I want to be (laughs) when I care about something nothing can really stand in my way and I want to continue to foster that in the right direction (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. and I think um I also want to add to your point of like pushing the boundaries and creating space like for people who aren't white (laughs) Mm -hmm. honestly just because I do think we're seeing more and more of this and honestly there's a lot more multicultural mixed people being born day by day and you know we should all be celebrated honestly and the world is so much bigger than just that small narrative or a group of people we've always like we've grown up to see um which i also for younger the younger generations they're seeing less of because there's a lot more multicultural and like movies and barbie dolls etc cetera, etc cetera, which is great and you know i'm sure we all wish we would have had that when we were growing up but it's great to definitely see the progress now and just making space for others who are different because that's to be celebrated and we all like I believe have a important narrative and a story to share mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, one hundred percent. And just because I am choosing to share my voice and my story, it doesn't detract from anybody else's, right? And that is not my intention either. Yeah. Um, and I like to that point. I don't like to operate from a scarcity mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think there is enough room for everybody. And so, you know, as long as you're not plagiarizing and ripping off of someone else's ideas and methods, just because it's not patented doesn't mean it's right for you to take what's not yours. Yeah. Um, like, I think if everybody just gave themselves a chance to explore their own creativity and to explore their own identity, unaf- like, without fear you'd be amazed as, as to what you could come up with. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And for my next question, do you have a creative process when it comes to, like, modeling or even painting or other 
art mediums? <laughs> no. <laughs> Unfortunately not. I'm, I'm very much so in the experimental phase of okay. uh, who I am as an artist right now. I wish I did. Mm-hmm. I think what I like to start off with, what I'm figuring out now is every time I start from a perspective of what matters to me, mm-hmm. also what I enjoy, because I am also very design focused. So I care a lot about the end product and how it looks. I care mm-hmm. about composition. I care about the palette and for it to just make sense, for it to look good right. because it's visual art. Like those are the mediums that I work with most. Yeah. Um, and so for that reason, I think the very basis of how I like to start my process is the subject matter at hand, like the concept, mm-hmm. How also how I can make it a little unique and a little different from what I have seen, as well as um, what would just look good. Right, yeah. Okay, yeah. But everyone's creative process definitely looks different. Mm-hmm. And I would say they're like, there is not a wrong or right way. It's just whatever works for you, basically. What, what's yours? Do you have one? Um, for me, I kind of go back to, like, the purpose and, like, the values and, like, the mission statement, so to speak. And I try to stay very aligned with that and staying true and authentic to that and not get kind of swept away with, like, external factors or other factors that aren't relating to that if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um and then in terms of like the actual process um yeah I just I have like word documents that I make and I kind of have like a certain agenda so I'll have like the interviewee's name um certain questions I also kind of do research by like looking at the Instagrams and like what your posts are and looking at your work um that you've done either it's whether it's posted on social media or websites um and then yeah just in terms of questions it's like my own curiosity but then also what I think the audience would like to know and just going back to like the person behind the craft no Mm -hmm. pun intended but (laughs) but just just like literally like um your story and like how you got to where you are and like where you're where you are going in the future basically Mm -hmm. but yeah that's powerful lists are great yes that is something that i rely on heavily the notes app in my phone Mm -hmm. and google docs are my best friend because if i don't write it down i'm gonna forget and even if it's a detail like to me details matters so much because that's what can set apart your art from other things yeah definitely and I definitely agree lists are very important Mm -hmm. I love Mm -hmm. to take notes I love to write things down or type things up (laughs) yeah if we digitalize it but yeah uh (laughs) definitely like very helpful and it just helps like get what's in my head onto paper and see it in like full view totally yeah that's kind Mm -hmm. of my love language to be honest when I meet someone who makes a list I'm like oh my god my people (laughs) (laughs) I see you (laughs) like that's kind of hot um who would you like to collaborate with like if you could collaborate with anyone whether it's for any form of art medium or modeling oh my goodness how many can i pick how many can i (laughs) mention Uh, let's do like we're gonna cap it five five or seven seven. (laughs) i love that okay okay um hmm. hmm 
There's so many people. Maybe I can go by city. Okay. Um, there is this Korean, South Korean rapper. His name is Benzino. I've okay. loved his music since I was 17. Mm-hmm. And his sound is super 90s. I would love to collaborate on a fashion something with him. Okay. Or even um, supplement the visuals for his musical work. Um, there's this Korean-American chef and cannabis enthusiast and champion named Hej. She's based in San Francisco. Okay. Her handle is Big Bad Wolf SF. She throws these private dinners and events where uh, a lot of the food are multi-course meals and mm-hmm. infused with cannabis. Oh, wow. And it tastes fucking good. It tastes so good. <laughs> um, like... Yeah, I would love to collaborate with her on a shoot. And, I, and she and I actually talked about it recently, like potentially um, featuring her in a photo shoot, talking okay. about grief. Okay. Because um, that's, that's a project I worked on last week. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, those are two people. <laughs> there, is, there is this lingerie brand based in New York City. Sorry, that's my dog. <laughs> There's this lingerie brand based in New York City called The End Lingerie, mm-hmm. and they focus on sustain- using sustainable fabrics okay. and with uh, designs that are a little bit out of the ordinary. Would definitely like to work with them as well as a model or perhaps um, a creative director as well. That'd be really fun. Who else? Oh my gosh, there's this brand called Fly by Jing. Have you guys heard of them? Uh... I don't think I have. They make hot sauce. Okay. Yeah, they make <laughs> their signature. I think their signature original hot sauce is a, a, is a Sichuan like, chili crisp. Okay. So it's like toasted chili flakes and um, chili oil. It's so smoky. It's so good. It tastes good in everything. I really want to work with them okay. in any capacity. <laughs> um there's really a lot of brands. I can keep going. <laughs> but um, there's actually, there's something exciting in the works that I was recently, um, like, talking out with a photographer mm-hmm. and a fashion brand. They're based in New York. Okay. The fashion brand is based in New York, and the photographer is based in the Bay. Okay. Um, the photographer's name is Kim Sun, mm-hmm. and she, her style, in my words, are very it's very colorful and dreamy and romantic it's like reminiscent of hong kong cinema style okay. so like lots of lights and stuff yeah. um like it's not poppy it's very deep and sort of saturated um but i love that style of like one car Y films no matter how corny it seems it's just so beautiful I would really like to be a subject of that. Um, and the fashion brand that's based in New York City, they're called Da Wang, or mm-hmm. Da Wang, which translates to, like, king in okay. Mandarin. They they make modern Chinese-American fashion pieces, which okay. is super sick, you know? Uh, I hate that people are appropriating, like, Chinese culture mm-hmm. a lot. <laughs> yeah. But so it's kind of nice that there's people who come from that culture who are taking the fabrics and interpreting it in a way that is authentic to people like myself and my generation, you know? Right. That's tying back to taking up space. 
um, I feel like this is a bit of a tangent, but it's just, I could go on all day it's about okay. it. <laughs> but yeah, so like Kim Son yeah. recently reached out and asked if like I would be interested in being part of like a campaign that they're doing. And I was freaking, I literally recorded cool. a video of myself like screaming <laughs> because I was screaming. <laughs> um, I've been following them since I was like maybe 19 or something. Yeah. And I'm yeah. 24 now. So big fan. And it's just kind of amazing to feel like, I'm finally in the league of people that I admire. Yeah, no, that's really cool. Congratulations to that. Thank yeah, you. that's very exciting. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> There's more. You're all good. Those are, those, are, those are definitely the ones that I would really like to make happen. Okay, awesome. And would you say since we've been like in this pandemic that it's hindered you or kind of helped you through this process, mm-hmm. like your journey? Um... I think me personally, it hasn't really done either, to be honest, (laughs) because I think the biggest push for myself was moving out of the home that I shared with a family member. Mm -hmm. It was a very harmful environment. We'll just leave it at that. And moving out of that allowed me to really push myself because I no longer had that safety net of a roof over my head even Mm -hmm. if it is my house you know so for that reason um I think that's what has helped that's one of like the major contributing factors to where I'm currently at as well as like my mindset I think your mindset is everything yeah definitely mind your mind definitely has a lot of power and like you like pe- we're all capable of doing so much but it really just does come down to like discipline and the power of your mind and like what you're thinking and then kind of putting those um thoughts into action so to speak mm-hmm. yeah yeah absolutely um what is something that you'd like to explore within your art mediums hmm. Hmm. or has there been like any thought towards so much um the i think the common thread amongst all of the different themes that i would like to explore is my heritage whether it gets really specifically taiwanese or if it goes more broad chinese american even asian american even just a person of color right. in a white supremacist country. Mm-hmm. And that paired with surrealism, because when okay. it comes to visuals, I really enjoy the juxtaposition of something that is grounded in reality, something that you can feel and see in front of you, paired with um, almost like a... like um, It's not paranormal or... extraterrestrial per se but something that you would only think of in a dream state right yeah okay very cool yeah i definitely can see you doing a lot with those two themes yeah you're welcome (laughs) how about you um for me i think it's just been like really expanding on my photography um i love playing with lighting colors i love greenery um the vibrancy of images but also like certain topics like the effects of the COVID 
pandemic and how that impacts businesses. So, um, like the before and after. And for example, I, and this is a tangent, but mm-hmm. <laughs> for example, <laughs> I went into um, Sprouts like a few weeks ago with my dad and I hadn't been in that store like for a long time. So when I went in, I remember my mom telling me about the self-checkouts that were there. And I was just surprised to see that there were, I would say maybe three like checkouts where the person is um, doing it. And then they had like a station with like four or five self-checkouts. And so just seeing like the shift, um, I think the pandemic has definitely been like a catalyst for businesses to kind of like adapt. Well, everyone's had to adapt. Um, but just really seeing it and how we shop or how we navigate now in the world mm-hmm. because of the pandemic, yeah. whether that's people wearing face masks or getting vaccinated or doing curbside pickup and even with people's jobs. And there were there were like a lot of job losses because of the pandemic in the beginning and how people are kind of um, adapting and getting back to some sort of normalcy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other topics, um, like the taboos of the menstrual, menstrual cycle and, you know, period poverty. And so I want to expand my work with photography and like some of those issues mm-hmm. that's rooted in our society and kind of combating them, also bringing awareness and in the form of visual art. Mm-hmm. So, wow, yeah, that's really cool. Thank what, you. What is it about uh, menstrual po- poverty that like resonates with you, I guess? Um, I think it's just like there are a lot of things that aren't really talked about or a lot of things that are assumed about the woman's body or Mm -hmm. people's body in general who have periods Mm -hmm. and even like pregnancy and hence this is a very a prevalent issue at the moment right well it has been but we've seen a an increase of you know this issue with the state of yeah legalized violence yeah legalized (laughs) non-consent yeah against the body yeah lack of autonomy totally have you guys seen the posters from protests over the last week any posters from i have not they're so good yeah you gotta find some um there's yeah there's one that i saw where somebody said no more vasectomies tie your penis in a loop (laughs) i'm like that could do it yeah that would do it yeah (laughs) yeah that's very yeah no it's very interesting yeah 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 Yeah. they're so creative (laughs) yeah no people are really creative i feel like we're seeing more and more creativity especially like with potret pot i can't talk you're good you're good protests Mm -hmm. and like making um the posters and everything yeah Yeah, i love it (laughs) it would be actually kind of interesting to have a show like in a gallery of all of these posters framed yeah that might be a little overwhelming because there's so many words a lot of them are very loud and also the subject matter is heavy but it could be kind of funny too yeah (laughs) definitely a lot of dark humor which i love yeah (laughs) We love dark humor over here. Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's yeah, that's a great idea. And I think that even goes, like, ties into, like, um, trigger warnings and how mm. people, like, now will state trigger warnings. So people are aware before they enter that sort of headspace or are exposed to those 
controversial and sensitive topics as well but i think that's definitely a great idea and i would love to see that come to life um so in addition to like the different art mediums you're interested in or practice do you experience burnout or creative blocks and if so how do you like overcome that oh hell yeah 100 percent. i think because of a couple different factors one of them being my Mama, hey. Hey. There's mm. mm. <laughs> my answer. <laughs> yeah, it's subtitles. <laughs> like a translation. Um, so what Mama was saying was that <laughs> um, a creative block. <laughs> one that one was inspired. <laughs> Let me get her. Hold on. It's okay. Sorry. It's okay. So. Okay, sit. My, my trigger warning. My mom passed in 2017. And that was a huge creative block for me. It, in every way, had nothing to do with my art. And it had a lot to do with my art as well because mm-hmm. it affected the core of who I am as well as my existence. So this year, like five years later, is actually the first time that I felt some form of clarity from that event because grief is ongoing. And so I'm really grateful that like finally that bit of a fog is starting to lift for me. Okay. Um, but I would say, like, more traditionally, the thing that also gives me creative blockage is not knowing how to fine-tune my concept and then to translate that into the art itself. Sometimes, like, I think because of my experience as a painter in uh, an academic setting, mm-hmm. it was really hard for me to stray away from the parameters that were set for us while trying to teach us certain skill sets. Right. And now I'm starting to see that there really are no rules. There are definitely tips and tried and true methods that help to bring your vision to reality. And so I kind of just want to dream big and, and see where that takes me. Um, also energy yeah. because we have finite time and energy and when you work full time and perhaps even go to school that's something I was doing it's hard to be disciplined and dedicate like a physical space and a blocking your schedule to making art yeah, does that answer the question? yes that does okay? answer the question yeah, okay. <laughs> do you want me to pull her aside? is it too much? no it's okay are you sure? yeah it's There's no concept of personal space, clearly. <laughs> um, what would you like to see from yourself in the future? Mm. You know, I've always had trouble with... <laughs> with this dog. <laughs> we'll mess it. Thank you. Down? 
I've always had trouble with visualizing my three-year, five-year, ten-year plan. I don't really operate that way Mm -hmm. because I think there's so much to discover in life and you never know what sort of inspiration would hit. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So I think at least for the rest of this year, I would like to have a photo shoot scheduled once a month so I can continue to build my portfolio and experience and experiment with um, concepts that I have in mind. Mm -hmm. In the future, um, there's a lot that I would like to do, but a couple things that I would like to hone in on are um, connecting with businesses as well as other creatives who have a similar set of values which are abundance yeah uh people of color specifically Mm -hmm. women of color Mm -hmm. space for people who are queer Mm -hmm. um and just people who like look good doing it too (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, there's a lot of things yeah definitely i think that's i think that's a good couple things that you that you got set for the rest of the year thank you yeah you're welcome (laughs) um would you say that having a solid support system is important especially being like an artist or creative it's everything it saved my life Mm. i think um there is because i took a three-year hiatus basically from making art Mm. ever since an incident with a family member that i lived with happened i started to lose sight of my confidence and assurance and how valid I felt Mm -hmm. like am I actually an artist if I'm not making art um obviously that depends on the perspective you're looking from right if you're a professional or not or if it's just a way of life which I believe both are equally valid but they're very different yeah um so yeah absolutely like I had mentioned earlier if it wasn't for the people in my life now who who shared with me what they saw Mm-hmm. I don't think I would have pushed myself this far. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Community's everything. And I think yeah. that's like um it's really unappreciate like underappreciated mm-hmm. how much <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's underappreciated like the power of collaboration truly. Yes. I really strongly believe that like when I eat, we all eat. Yeah. You know? Same here. Same here. I'm, like, really big on just community and helping each other out. And it's funny because um, with the, another interview mm-hmm. um, with the photographer Imani, she mm-hmm. um, we meant, briefly spoke about gatekeeping and how, mm-hmm. like, in as, like, an artist, um, you know, people tend to, like keep certain tips or like certain things to themselves and like gatekeep information and you know she had mentioned that you can look it up but it'll just be that process of finding what you're looking for versus like someone who's already found the answer to it and they could just offer it to you Mm -hmm. and I think you know yes there are some things you know to set yourself apart from others Mm -hmm. um but you know it doesn't hurt to also help each other out um because community is like the best thing and we all like can learn from each other honestly mm-hmm. especially like if we're gonna find the same answer mm-hmm. in the end totally yeah, yeah. imagine yeah. how much time you would save yourself if you just had the right 
questions to ask or even someone by your side who is like, you know, I've recently dealt with that as well and this is what helped me because it gives you more perspective and then you get to your goal faster, especially when it comes to technical skill right? and resources as well. Yeah, I was going to say that too, resources, those like toolkits and I guess sometimes that can come with privilege, you know, with some people having access to certain things compared to others. And I guess in those situations, even more so, you should want to help each other out. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Totally, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's more to it that yes. I can share off, <laughs> off the record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, the last question that I have here is, what advice could you offer to future like artists or creatives or even like I guess specifically if you want like people who may take long breaks from their art Mm. and then coming back to it good question thank you these are really great questions (laughs) thank you thank you so much for bringing this to the table the first piece of advice I would offer is to not be afraid to ask questions even if it may sound like a stupid question so Mm. yes a dumb question at least now you know that was kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I've gotten this far in large part due to like my curiosity and speaking up. Right. Because either you know or you don't, right? Mm-hmm. And you might as well find out. Um, that and also to not be afraid to take up space and set your boundaries. But from a perspective of your values and not trauma Mm -hmm. sometimes that can be easily confused for one or the other as well and i've been on the receiving end of people who think that they're setting their boundaries but in reality they're going on the offense and that is hurtful and also just poor karmic yeah poor karma yeah okay She's trying to snuggle up against you. It's okay. (laughs) Thank you so much for collaborating with me and joining me on this interview. And I really appreciate it. Thank you. This was really fun. Yes. You asked really great questions. Thank you so much. And I'm really honored. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Wow.